Hello and welcome to Superman Movie Minutes, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies 1978 Superman the movie, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me as always through the journey through time and space is Chris Franklin. Chris, we are getting into the nitty-gritty, man. We are headed into the final sections of this movie. Can you believe it? Oh, I, I can't. It's like, oh, it's it's great because these are exciting minutes, but I'm starting to get sad, I'll be honest. <laughs> You're going to be getting I know. Well, the credits will be here soon enough. So, uh, But let's enjoy what we've got, and that is lots of destruction. Uh, these minutes <laughs> are uh, 126 to 130. They open with a little toy town about to be swept away by some water, <laughs> and it ends with Jorel reminding his son that it is forbidden for him to interfere with human history. So, um, as we talked about in the, in the previous episode with Bob Fisher, this little town is not the greatest effect in the world. And, in fact, Richard Donner even bemoans it a little bit in the audio commentary. But it's okay. It's fine. We cut to immediately cut to a shot of Superman pushing uh, the boulder, that same boulder that chased Indiana Jones, uh, into the crevice, which stops the water from hitting the town. And that's a really nice effect. So, that's, oh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I love that scene. I think I brought this up when we did Superman on Film and Water. There's something about this sequence. It's it's one of those – I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, but it's like the swelling of the Williams music because it goes dun, 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 right when he does it. And you see this giant boulder and Christopher Reeve's tiny behind it, and it just – it looks heavy the way they, they shoot it. it. It looks like it weighs like a million pounds, and it bounces down the, the, the mountain and – and Superman just was like a boss. Like, he just pushed mm-hmm. that thing over. Like it's, cool. it's it's great. It's one of those great, like, super strength moments. And I, I just, it's always been one of my favorite little scenes that nobody else talks about. So I have to bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks great. The, 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 col- the colors in his uniform really pop because it's all, you know, grays and browns and stuff. And so in the middle, we have a cutaway to Lois as she is getting more and more crushed into the car. And you've mentioned, in the, again, in the previous episode about how disturbed your mom was with that scene because she's claustrophobic. And it is, it is grizzly uh, watching mm-hmm. poor Margot Kidder get all this dirt dumped on her. It looks like a particularly painful and slow way to die. So that's, that's really gruesome. Uh, watching that, and it really goes on and on and on. I forgot how rewatching this movie again. I forgot how much it kind of lingers on on Lois dying. It's not quick. Yeah, it is. It's it's, and I think that's another reason. It's like it's it's even more disturbing because now that if you know spoiler warning, what happens in this movie? It's <laughs> like it's even worse to know that she had to go through all this. It's like Bob said, you're not getting hit by a bus and you're gone. She's like desperately trying to hold on to life and she can't, she can get no help and she knows she's not going to make it. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's torturous. It's, it's, and like, and, you know, and, and Margot Kidder was getting, I don't know what they did to, uh, and I know I've seen some, you know, I, I've seen like I've read something, her comment about it, and I've seen some special feature somewhere about it. But, you know, you think about, they're really dumping all this dirt on top of Margot Kidder. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like, mm-hmm. that, that's not a stunt woman. That's not, CGI dirt. She's getting dumped, all this dirt dumped on top of her. That cannot be a pleasant experience, no matter how safe. And I'm sure it was very safe, but how safe it is, that's got to be, you know, not only is it is it nasty and, and just uncomfortable, but it's got to be somewhat psychologically disturbing, too. Especially oh, yeah. if you're in the moment playing that character. Yeah, so yeah. The, the glimmer. Really, yeah, she pulls it off. The glamorous, <laughs> the glamorous job of movie making is having a bunch of dirt dumped on you for hours. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah, it's 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 really terrific. So then after that, we cut right back to Superman as he finishes his job, and I love the little self-satisfied sigh he does. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't say it, but his face is like job well done. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. I can hear like the super friend Superman, like Ulan Sul saying that. He looks so happy with himself. He's like, damn, I did a nice job. I saved that whole town. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's kind of this this look of. Phew. That was a close one, but I did it. You know, that kind of, and he gets mm-hmm. that little crooked Christopher Reeve grin, you know, with one cheek, you know, a <laughs> grin that he's got. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's great. I, I love the whole, you know, and of course, you know, like I said last time, he's more powerful than a locomotive. He literally changed the course of a mighty river. You there know? you go. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> you can practically hear Ted Knight saying, meanwhile, in Arizona, you know, that kind of thing. Is lost. Now, Superman, yes. stop the powerful damn rivers from flooding the town. You know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, did you notice something, Chris? Now, we've been really getting into the nitty-gritty here, but did you notice at, like, the 127.30 mark, just before Superman takes off, he starts to say something, but there's no audio. He says Lois. Is that what he says? Because I can't... Yeah, does he yeah, really? He doesn't, he doesn't say it, but he mouths it. Because it, 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 I've always thought that because it cuts back and forth between, you know, the look on Superman's face, he's all satisfied, and then it, it starts showing Lois's car. You know, I mean, like, the axle's breaking, the wind, the, the um, headlights are bursting, and, and, and it, you know, this cuts in close on Reeves' face, and it looks like he mouths Lois. No, I wonder me. why they took the audio out. I wonder why they don't have him, because, I mean, he says it, so he must have said it, so I wonder why they decided to just, and they tried to paper over it, with, I think, with the cut, is that it cuts so fast that you don't see it. I certainly haven't noticed it for the first thousand times I've seen this movie, but I wonder why they don't have him say that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him saying Lois. I mean, that works. I think it's intentional. I think, I, I always kind of thought it was, because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're in the middle of something, you kind of, mouth something low to yourself when you you're in a realization of something hmm. like something like just like you know you're oh like he's like super happy he saved all these people but now he's thinking i always wondered is does he hear lois does he is his super hearing picking her up uh like her her cries the car the sound of the the car crumpling you know is or is it him thinking that he knew that lois was there that jimmy told her she would be on that road it's one of the two, but at that moment he realized, oh, my God, I forgot Lois. You know, either he forgot that he needs to go save Lois because he's already taken care of this, or he heard her, you know, with the super hearing. So I always, it, I always took it that he heard her, that he, he picked yeah. up her particular scream and he heard her choking, and then he was like, <gasps> that kind of thing. That's, that's always right. how I took it, so. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, 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 either way it's, I, I like to think that he heard her too. Yeah. But I mean, I, I always thought it was just kind of like for dramatic purposes, he mouths Lois and he doesn't, it doesn't say it because it's just more okay. dramatic than if he said Lois, you know, right, like that, right, it might right. be too comic booky maybe or something. Yeah, I don't know. I can see yeah. that. All right. So yeah. while, while Superman is on his way to rescue Lois, we see her getting again, slowly crushed. Now this is kind of a ghoulish thought, but we're here talking about it. Does Lois die from inhaling dirt, or do you think she's literally crushed? Like, do you think her, you know what I mean? Like, does she asphyxiate, or is she getting squeezed to death? It's hard to tell, because she doesn't, you don't see that much go in her mouth to enough that I think she would, like, drown in dirt. So I always think that that the car has just been crushed to the point where she's kind of been 
her bones have been breaking and stuff like that. Again, it's a ghoulish thought, but I, I mm. it made me think of it when I watched it because I was like, well, I'm not exactly sure what she died from exactly. Well, I, I would kind of, I mean, I, I always kind of thought it was from just suffocating, you okay. know, from right. uh, because you know when he pulls her out. I mean, not to get we're getting gruesome here, but she's not bloody, you know, no, like if because no. if because if she was. Uh, crushed, she would probably have, you know, internal organs and stuff, and she'd be bleeding internally, and it would, you know, seep out, and, you know, we're getting really nasty here, but, but I mean, <laughs> honestly, you know, but, but yeah, but it, it could be, because the only thing that makes me think, and of course, the dirt could have done it, I mean, the, the pressure of the dirt could have crushed her, not, the, not necessarily the car, mm-hmm. but the pressure of the dirt coming into right, the right, right. enclosed cabin of the car could have crushed her. Because, you know, later we see in this scene that when Superman pulls her out, there's the the dirt's around her, but it's right. not like, you know, compacted, compacted. Right. Around. Yeah, it's but. loose dirt. Uh, I love when he pulls the car out of the, the crevice and he grabs the door and throws yes. it off. I love how mad he looks. And we don't really get to see in that many scenes in this movie of Superman using his powers kind of cut loose. You know, he's mostly right. kind of reserved. He throws one boulder or he lifts Luthor up very gently because of course he, you know, he has to. But in that moment, he's like, I'm almost surprised the door doesn't go flying a country mile, as you just said in the previous episode. Like, I, I like right. the, the fury that Reeve puts on his face when he throws that door. It's just, it's just another reminder of how strong this guy is. He can rip off this metal door with nary a thought. Right, and I mean the scene before that when he's pulling the car out of uh, the crevice, that's that's another one of those cases like Bob mentioned that where, you know, the effects are really working with and Reeves really working with it, where it really looks like he's lifting that car out of there. I mean, they they you know, the way they shoot, you know, Reeves got a hold of the front bumper as he's like pulling it out and turning it over. And uh, it doesn't hurt that that, you know, this was toward the end of the filming and Reeves filled out really well. He looks very Supermanish, You know, he's he's cut pretty well. Uh, you can see his muscles bulging in his shirt as he's as he's lifting the car. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, it really sells it. And like you said, I love, I love the looks on Reeves face, um, right when he first flies up and sees Lois's car, it's like this, uh, you know, it, it's like he stops in mid flight, which is mm-hmm. something you don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. And like the camera comes in and it's just, it keeps getting closer and closer. It cuts back to the car. It cuts to him and he's just got this horrified look on his face. And then the next thing he's pulling the car out. And then when he pulls it out, I, I really think this is a nice bit of bit of acting because he like he once he pulls it out he looks in he sees lois but he like even superman hesitates for a second he hesitates for a split second like he's this can't be happening you know and and then he rips the door off but i mean it's 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 really well done it's great uh you know facial acting by reeve in these moments and the fact that the john williams music through all this i mean they've been it's something I didn't bring up last time, but, you know, as Lois's his car is getting, you know, crushed and all this dirt's falling in, re, uh, Williams is using the love theme, and he's but it's almost like a, a, a horror version of the love theme. It's mm-hmm. like Lois's theme, but it's like this urgency, like this this danger in it now. But it's it's the can you read my mind, you know, and 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 as he as Superman comes up on her. It goes from that to almost like almost like a dirge, as he as he you know realizes that oh my God she's probably dead you know mm-hmm. and it's I mean if you if you really it it really works to just to sell you know we went from all these and it's great because we went from all these fantastic things look what Superman just did look look what he accomplished you know he undid what Lex was trying to do 
and now, but look what look what it cost him, you know. And it's it's wow, it's it's just heart wrenching on it. The look on his face, and when he gets when he comes up to her in the car and he touches her face, oh man, it's just wow. <laughs> I love how ghostly she looks, like her her pallor. She looks like a corpse already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that a lot. I like yeah, I do. I I like that he's sort of gentle with her when he's scooping her. Now, is the kiss weird when he when he gives her the little kiss? Is it weird? <laughs> I feel like I, it is. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because I think there's a part of it that I, I've always kind of wondered: Does he think the kiss is going to revive her? Because you know, because he it is this kind of a fairy tale romance in a lot of ways, and and when he kisses her, there's that weird little tinkle in the music, mm. like it's like almost like some kind of magical thing's going to happen, and it, of course it doesn't. So I don't know if it's him like kissing her goodbye or or he's actually thinking, you know, in his desperation, he thinks, well, I got all these other powers. Maybe this will work. You know, mm. I mean, he's so desperate because, I mean, it, it, there's and when he's holding her there, I mean, and as a comic book fan, even though this come later, I, I feel like, you know, there, there's George Reeves. Uh, I mean, George Reeves, George Perez. <laughs> there's George Perez holding, uh, you know, Superman holding Supergirl on your crisis uh, number seven, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's this, the look on, on Reeve's face as he's holding her. And, and there's this really neat moment too. She's covered in dirt and the wind catches the dirt and it like blows it toward the camera. Yes. And I, I, that, that's a nice little poetic moment. It's probably completely accidental. Uh, you know, it's just the weather <laughs> that mm-hmm. did that. But one thing that struck me this time, I never thought of too, is Lois is dressed in white and, of course, that helps sell that how, you know, when he finds her, she's dirty. You know, she's yeah. so covered with dirt. And, but it also, you know, if you want to get really philosophical about it, you know, Superman helped Miss Tessmacher, came to him in white. She said, save my mom, please. You know, you'll you, if you promise, I know you'll do it. And he's like, no, Lois and Jimmy, you know, you, you, I know you'll do it if you know. He said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go. He promises. So he, he stops the missile heading for Hackensack. And... Because he did that, that's probably why Lois is dead. Because you know he didn't go save her first, mm-hmm. and so now Lois, you know, also in white, she's gone. You know, and it's like this weird, you know, Superman made that decision, and he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. But now he's lost Lois. So mm-hmm. yeah, he kept a promise, want... and it's coming back to bite him. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, this is. And, and I love when when he puts her down on the ground and he, he, he she kind of slips. He's like, ooh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like he's like he's still worried about hurting her even though she's gone, you know. Yeah, that's a great little moment. I don't know if that's in the script or not, but that's a great little bit of just him like being very careful with he, – he can't stand to see her looking like she's in distress even though we know that she's, she's dead. Um, I like – that's a great little hum, human moment for him. Now – Right after this is a series of, of slow fades uh, where we are seeing the same shot from different angles uh, of, of him just contemplating sort of standing over there over Lois's dead body. And uh, I never really thought of it before. If I had, I'd forgotten. But, like, you really get the sense that Donner is giving us the idea that time is passing. That mm-hmm. this, this plan that Superman's about to hatch, which is cockamamie in the extreme, is not something he just thought of 
in an instant. Like he maybe sat here for a couple of minutes and contemplated all this. And I think that's a nice moment because if you don't know what's coming, you're like, wow, why do we slow down? I mean, there's no music in this scene. I like how quiet it is. But I, when you know what's coming, it works even better that this is Superman is sitting there thinking, is there anything I can do? And then, of course, he hatches the plan. But I like that it's not instantaneous. It's not like he lowers his, lowers, lowers his body to the ground and goes, oh, I know, I can go back in time. Boom! No, he sits <laughs> and he thinks about it. He's like, you know, oh, maybe I can try this. It's a nice little quiet moment in, the, in this big action finale. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, it, it, it's like, I think he's come to a realization that, that, that this has happened and he's, he's processing it and and uh, like you said, it's the, the, the thought of doing something about it's probably crossing his mind and he's debating with himself back and forth. But then, of course, I mean, he's just he gets of course, he gets angry. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, a lot of people, including myself, took out of their, their first movie going experience uh, seeing this movie was the scream in this mm-hmm. scene. I mean, I you know, I mean, it's you know, and Reeve does such a great build up to it as he as he's sobbing and he's just like, no, 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 you know, and he, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, then he does that scream, which I'm not going to try to recreate here. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Uh, but uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, as a kid, like I said, when I come home, you know, um, my, I, I was like, Superman screamed, you know, it was really loud. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't, you know, back then the, you know, sometimes you go to a movie and it was probably like, you know, back then the speakers weren't the greatest in the world. And, and, uh, you know, when it was a big, loud noise, it was kind of blown out of the speaker, mm-hmm. you know, and distorted. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that had something to do with it. It wasn't, you know, THX surround sound or anything right. or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, you know, Lucas hadn't come up with it yet. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and, and just a, here's a hint, DC. See, Superman's about as angry as he's going to get. His eyes aren't red. Just, you know, just saying. <laughs> I, I love the slight uh, reverb they put on it too, where you feel like it's the scream is so loud it's bouncing off mountains. You know, it's right. like it, that's a great little effect. Now, when you do, you're right. He does do a great slow buildup at the at the one thirty thirty three moment. We see an upshot of Christopher Reeve Superman with his mouth open, and we see that Superman has fillings. <laughs> uh, what, what dentist put those in? Uh, I don't know. What, did they have like a kryptonite drill? I don't understand. How did that really work? But uh, it's okay. You know, maybe maybe they have. Uh, maybe he. Maybe all Kryptons have those kind of teeth. All oh, Kryptonians have those kinds of teeth. Who knows? Right. So, well, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, maybe it's you can go with. Uh, he didn't develop all of his powers at once, so he wasn't like invulnerable and. You know, quite yet, and so yeah, he, he had some dental work done when he was a kid. So hey, there you go. <laughs> he, he ate a lot of candy, and the the Kents were like, "We got to get this fixed." So that, that makes sense. Uh, and then we see him scream and fly over to the camera as mad as he's ever going to look, and that's that's a pretty terrifying look. If I was a Luthor, I would not want to be around Superman at this moment. It's pretty scary. Uh, and then mm-hmm. he heads under the clouds, and then we hear the voice. We don't see it, but we hear the voice of Jor-El, and then we will hear the voice of Pa Kent reminding him of things that have, have transpired. And so, and it's a nice callback. I mean, I think at this point, if you're really involved in the movie and you're caught up in it, you've probably forgotten what Jor-El said. And that line about, you must not interfere with human history, is only said one time in the right. movie. It's not like it's a theme that goes on and on and on. So it's a nice callback to reminder of, hey, this is one of the rules. You know, you, you have all these powers. And of course, uh, there's the scene with Pa Ken where he bemoans the fact, all these powers and I couldn't save him. So I mean, yeah. that's coming back too. And so it's, it's a good 
script-wise, it's a good callback, a reminder that just because you're Superman, you cannot, in fact, do anything you want. And so him right. actually literally floating in the sky as he's thinking about it, it's and it's a, it's, a, it's a great, you know, pause. Like, okay, wait a minute, before you do this, think about what you're about to do, uh, Cal. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting because you get that you get that shot of Jor-El like face in the clouds, you know, and it's 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 it, it makes me think, you know, okay, he's he's hearing he's hearing Jor-El, and, and but the way Reeve looks around, I mean, I know they you know they wanted him to do that, but it's almost like it, you know if you want to get like deep and philosophical about it, is it is it just like a memory in his head kicking off, or is this some kind of like Kryptonian programming kicking in, you know, the 12 years at the fortress. It's like, okay, you're getting ready to do something I told you not to do. Mm-hmm. So here I'm, here I'm going to come out. And, and then when he hears Paul Kent, Paul Kent's advice, and it, 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 I know you are here for a reason. And then he, and then he hears himself. That's like his true thoughts in response to that. I mean, you can take it as all being thoughts in his head, but the fact that you see Jor-El in the clouds kind of makes you go, Hmm, I don't know, you know, because Jor-El has this habit of appearing in front of him, you know. Yes, he does. When he's, when he's dead. So it's like, it's not too huge of a leap to think, well, maybe there actually is something beyond just what a memory in his head going on there. I don't know. It just, it could be just a visual interpretation of his memory, but, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's also open to interpretation to be something else. And I think this is one of those cases where, the fact that they reuse the line, all those things I could do, all those powers, and I couldn't even save him, and it's Christopher Reeve's voice. Mm-hmm. That that kind of helps sell the f- fact of why they would have redubbed Jeff East. Uh, Christopher Reeve had him. Yeah, you know, had, yeah. Because cause if Jeff East's voice was in Christopher Reeve's head, that would have been weird, you know? Because <laughs> they would, didn't sound the same, you know, I'm sure, so... Uh, so it makes sense that they, you know, I, I'm not, I'm sure that's not why they did it at all, but it works out really well in this scene that it was Christopher Reeve's voice we heard say that. I'm sure, so. I'm sure Jeff East would not agree with you, but, but yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, 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 I like to think that Jarrell doesn't live on forever. I just feel like it's cheating a little if he does get mm-hmm. to live on forever. But the way Christopher Reeve plays it, where he looks genuinely shocked to hear Jorel makes me think no that this is new this is not just a memory this is actually yeah. some form of Jorel reappearing in Cal's head because he just looks like Ugh! like it's not like it's a it's not like he's flying and he thinks of it and that stops him he generally almost looks like he's hit a barrier you know like, mm-hmm. oh okay and you forgot like you said I said you don't see Jorel but of course that's not right you do see him briefly you don't see his mouth moving um, no. you just see his face but so I yeah I, I think the evidence suggests that Jorel does live on in some eternal form, and he's there to, to remind. Because, again, the mother shows up in Superman 2. Oh, geez, what did I just do? Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> so, how dare you? How <laughs> dare I? So, uh, but, yeah, so that's how these five minutes ends, is Superman floating in the sky, and we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, mm. It's a real cliffhanger. We'll have to find out in the next five minutes. I haven't seen this movie past this point, so I'm going to be finding out with the rest of you. So... Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, overall, this is a great sequence. Superman flying, looking mad, is really mad. And that's the gif I used when I tweeted at uh, Fathom Events when they revealed that Superman was not going to be part of the <laughs> part of their big screen presentation this year. I was trying to convey yes, my anger properly, and I think I got that across. So, uh, But that's a, I'd, Superman looking mad is just scary, you know? He's just knowing what yes. he can do. It's a really scary look, and uh, they convey it really well. So these are, uh, these are some ex- exciting minutes, man. 
Yes, definitely. It's when you said that about the sound reverberating, it made me think of and Superman being angry. It made me think of the uh, the uh, Superman annual. Uh, I think it's number eleven, the or is it ten? The the for the man who has everything. The Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons. Oh man, great story. It, it, when he screams and. And it like knocks Robin over, and yep, and, yep, yep. and 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 you know then he comes after Mongol. That's that's it, it. You know, Superman didn't do that very often back then. The the Bronze Age Earth One Superman didn't get didn't let himself get that angry. So that that's when it was when Superman really got angry, like in this movie or in then. It was something, you know. <laughs> I, I, like, anytime you can really convey that, because it can get. You've seen Superman so many times, it can become kind of ordinary. And when you're reminded of the sheer power he's got, it really does blow you back. Not, not, uh, no pun intended, but it's I like that. that that's a great moment, and that's in a in a story full of great Superman moments. That's a particularly great moment. Yes, definitely. It's good stuff. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this five minutes. We are headed down to the final stretch. It's unbelievable when we started. Didn't think we would sort of ever get here. It seems so far away, but we're we're getting there. So. Uh, so I guess that's going to wrap it up here. Chris, uh, where can people find you on our network? Oh, well, they can find me uh, with my wife, Cindy. Uh, we host the JLU cast, which, of course, features Superman, covers the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited animated series. Uh, we also do Supermates, and I uh, do Batman Nightcast with Ryan Daly. And, Rob, you and I do uh, Power Records on occasion, and I occasionally host a uh, FW Presents Those Wonderful Toys. So I'm all over the place, but not as much as you. <laughs> it's not a contest. Uh, we're, we're due for a uh, Superman Power Records episode. We should do another one of those, too, at some point. Yes. Uh, but, yes, uh, of course, I'm on the network, too. I co-host Fire and Water Podcast with Chag. I also do Digest Cast with Chag, and I do Film and Water Podcast, Pod Dylan, and uh, MASHcast, uh, which just started a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's all very exciting. So you can find all the episodes of the show on the network site, fireandwaterpodcast.com, and you can just visit us sorry, on Twitter at Superman Movie Minute. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening and we will see you later bye bye country is safe again superman thanks to you no sir don't thank me warden we're all part of the same team night